Welcome to Diggy Deep with Pastor Yemi and Pastor Dayo Ogunsoya. On today's series, we will be teaching from the book of Colossians. Are you ready to go deeper into your relationship with God? Join us every week as we go into this book, chapter by chapter. Now, here we go, digging deep into Colossians. Our Father in heaven, we thank you. We appreciate you for who you are to us, what you do for us, and what you do through us. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we embrace you tonight. We appreciate your presence with us, that you are here on earth with us, teaching us and directing us. Tonight, we ask that you explain the scripture to us. Open the mind of God so that we can catch the revelation of what he has in stock for us tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus, we receive listening ears, understanding minds in the name of Jesus. And we receive the heart that obeys your word. Thank you, Daddy. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So thank you for that prayer. I know it will accomplish much in our lives and in today's study in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now we are back like uh, Pastor Dario said, in the book of Colossians, chapter 4 again, we've dealt with the other three chapters successfully, at least for now. Do you know that it's practically impossible to, at one, at a stretch, like people will say in a nutshell, uh, uh, just take a chapter and go through everything in it and uh, get all the, you can get out of it. Mm. No, no. Every day the word of God is new. Mm-hmm. Every time you open a chapter, a verse, and you are willing to be taught by the Holy Spirit, it will bring something new. You get a new revelation. Yes. So we are still confined by the Spirit of God to the first six verses of chapter four. It looks as if every time we look at it, there are more information more teachings coming out of it. So grab uh, your writing materials, uh, get your Bibles, either the hardcover Bible or the soft uh, copy, whichever copy you use, just get a copy. And let's take an adventure together. Um, We have been looking at this chapter uh, uh, for about two weeks now. And um, we are going to focus on these first six chapters again. We are going to read for purpose of reading the whole chapter. But let's talk about the book itself. Uh, Maybe you are joining us for the first time today and you are wondering what have they studied? What is the book about? See, there is a purpose. There are 66 books in the Bible. Uh, They said about uh, 40 something authors. Uh, uh, There is a purpose to every book. The Holy Spirit has an agenda for every book in the Bible. But the amazing thing is that all the books, the 66 books, they they agree together. Mm -hmm. And they were written in a period of over 1,500 years by people that practically, some of them practically never met each other. But the things the Holy Spirit inspired them to pen down correlate with what other people wrote down. Yes, sir. The author, the original author of the Bible is the Holy Spirit. 
They just use human writers. Uh, so tonight is the one who is going to teach you who is going to teach me. So open up your mind. Maybe you are hearing something for the first time. Don't say, oh, oh, that's not what I've been taught. Let the teacher himself teach you. Maybe what you have been taught is incomplete. I'm not saying it's wrong. Maybe it's incomplete. There are things I've been taught before that were incomplete or inconclusive. And the Holy Spirit has brought completion and, uh, completion and, uh, uh, and clarity to. So, but what are we saying tonight? Be open-minded. Don't close your mind to knowledge. Knowledge is important. God can, you can't walk with God beyond what you know about him. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. So, you want to tell us who wrote the book, what we have studied? Mm -hmm. So, the letter to the book of Colossians was written by the Apostle Paul. Uh, this letter was written when he was in prison in Rome. And it was one of the four letters that he wrote, the four epistles that he wrote. So he wrote the other three, he wrote to the Ephesians, he wrote to the Philippians, and then the last person he wrote to was Philemon. Um, he, it's so interesting that, you know, as we were talking, while he was in, 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 in prison, he wrote these four powerful letters. And I was just, you know, thinking about it recently, actually today, that right now, the whole world is in kind of lockdown. Well, apart from maybe Nigeria or so, that's there. <laughs> but at least if you are in this part of the Kuro, world. They said, my mom said, Kuro is not in Nigeria. <laughs> you know? But imagine being in the prison, for Paul, being in the prison is kind of like in isolation, kind of like quarantine indefinitely. And while he was in quarantine or isolation, he wrote four epistles. And I'm, I was thinking about it today, like, you know, when, when we are in isolation, when we are quarantined, grown, what do we do? Yeah. You know, we're complaining, we're like, we can't get out, you know, depression the rate has gone up, suicide rate has gone up because of the perspective that we have. And I, I just thought I should encourage us that we change our perspectives when it comes to this. I was telling us last year that 2020, when COVID started, that year, in this assembly, we gained more ground yeah. than we did over the years. And that's exactly what Paul was doing here. He was writing, he was encouraging other people while he was in kind of um, isolation. But anyway, the church uh, at Colossae was not established by Paul, but by one of his spiritual sons. His name was Epaphras. Epaphras was the pastor, was the overseer of the church, uh, but, you know, Paul was the apostle over the church because it was one of his children that he groomed, that opened, uh, that started the church. And uh, the, it, it, a set of other of his sons carried this epistle to, to Colossae, and uh, their names were Tychicus and Onesimus. So we found that, that in the letter that was written to the Colossians, as we have said before, the letter was to identify and to establish the supremacy and the centrality of Christ, Jesus, of Christ to, to, you know, to, to Christianity. And also to make it clear that even when Christ is reigning supreme, he reigns supreme over everything. And he also is God. 
the, the, the reason that he's able to reign supreme is because of that uh, uh, divinity that is in him, because he is God, and as God, he reigns over all creations. I believe that in this church at that time in Colossae, there was a little bit of, not a little bit, there was a lot of issues with the centrality of Christ, with the supremacy of Christ, because there were other ideas that were being brought into the church at that time. The, the, you know, adding other things, so, you know, false teachers, bringing in false doctrines, uh, uh, adding Jewish legalism, the, 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 uh, uh, the, the worship of angels, human philosophy into what Christianity should be. So Paul had to write the letter to make sure that he set them straight mm. to acknowledge Jesus Christ as the overall supreme uh, you know, owner of the church as well as, the, as God, as being God himself. Amen. Thank you so much. Amen. Amen. Now for today, we are going to read again like we said. So, uh, Pastor, we, I believe we are using the, the Passion, Passion Translation. Translation. Yes. Okay. So, I'm going to read the whole chapter again in case you, well, of course, I wouldn't even say in case you missed it. You, you might have forgotten what we read last week and it's a good reminder. However much, you know, I'll, whenever we come together to read the scripture, it's always very, very interesting. So, I'm going to read the whole chapter. Then we will start by talking, uh, you know, going back to where we were last week. So verse 1 says, employers, treat your workers with equality and justice, as you know that you also have a Lord and master in heaven who is watching you. Be faithful to pray as intercessors who are fully alert and giving thanks to God. And please pray for me that God would open a door of opportunity for us to preach the revelation of the mystery of Christ, for whose sake I am imprisoned. Pray that I would unfold and reveal fully this mystery, for that is my delightful assignment. Walk in the wisdom of God as you live before the unbelievers, and make it your duty to make him known. Let every word you speak be drenched with grace and tempered with truth and clarity, for then you will be prepared to give a respectful answer to anyone who asks about your faith. Tychicus will tell you about what is happening with me. I have sent him to you so that he could find out how you are doing in your journey of faith and bring comfort and encouragement to your hearts. For he is a beloved brother in Christ, a faithful servant of the gospel and my ministry partner in our master Yahweh's work. I've also sent Onesimus, who is from your city and is also a beloved and faithful brother who will inform you of all that we are enduring. Aristarchus, a fellow prisoner here with me, sent you his love, and Joshua, who is also called Justus, along with Mark, the cousin of Barnabas, also sent you their loving greetings. You have already been informed that if Mark comes to you, receive him warmly. These three men are the only ones of the circumcision who have aided me here in the work of the kingdom of God, and they have been a great blessing to me. Epaphras, who is also from Colossae, sends his loving greetings. I can tell you that he is a true servant of Christ, who always labors and intercedes for you. His prayers are filled with requests to God that you would grow and mature, standing complete and perfect in the beauty of God's plan for your lives. 
Epaphras has such great zeal and passion for you and for those who are from Laodicea and from Hierapolis. And look, the beloved physician sends his warm greetings to you and Demas also. Give my greetings to all the believers in Laodicea and pray for dear Nymphas and the church that gathers in her home. Once you've read this letter publicly to the church, please send it on to the church of the Laodiceans and make sure you read the letter that I wrote to them. Be sure you give Archippus this message. <coughs> Be faithful to complete the ministry you received from our Lord Jesus. Now, finally, I, Paul, write this with my own handwriting, and I send my loving greetings to you. Remember me in my imprisonment. May the blessings of God's grace overwhelm you. Love in Christ, Paul. Amen. Amen. What an amazing chapter to an amazing book. Mm. But while you are reading, something jumped out to me. Um, Paul mentioned, at least in this book, in this uh, book, the Colossians, uh, he mentioned these three individuals in verses 10 to 11. I know we are not there, but I just want to, you know, to uh, bring it out there. He mentioned, he said, uh, the, that translation said, these are the three of the circumcision who are with me. Where are the others? Hmm. You know what comes to my mind? Because when he talks about the circumcision, he's talking about the, the Jews. Jews. Yeah. So the, 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 what comes to my mind, is because I was reading a while ago, and I remember that Paul was not called to the Jews. Mm. He was called to the Gentiles. Mm. Yep. So it was his own tribe, more of his own tribe, that were with him. Mm -hmm. Peter was called to the Jews. Everywhere Paul went, he wanted actually to speak to the Jews. But then the Jews did not acknowledge him. They were beating him up and all the stuff like that. So it was, one thing that comes to my mind is that you always attract your tribe. And know where you are. Know who you are called to. Because out of everybody, like you said, that came to him, it was only three of the Jews that were standing remained, with yeah. him, that remained with him. So if somebody leaves you, and you, there is, you didn't offend them, you didn't do anything, let them go. Because they are not your tribe. You have to have people of your own thoughts, people who God has sent to you and whom God, who God has sent you to surrounding you. And those are the tribe, the, the people that you have. Not even only in, in ministry, even in business. You know, because now we have so many people, especially among us here, who are going into business. Many people, when you are starting business, many people will come. But wait, begin to see that people are dropping off. People that are with you, that stay with you in that business, that encourage you, the pilgrims, that encourage you, that keep coming to buy things from you, that keep promoting your business, that's your tribe. Amen. Now you, you, you caught the thought. Because while you were reading it, it just crossed my mind that uh, at times you may have to go eat maybe alone or with few people. Mm -hmm. Now, if... Like you said, he wasn't called to the Jews. But this was a champion among the Jews. Mm, mm. Paul was a champion. He was a Jew. Yeah, he was a Jew. He was a champion. Mm. He had great followers. Mm -hmm. At least he led them to kill Stephen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They he followed did. him to stone him. 
He led the delegation on the way to Damascus. Mm. But when he began to speak what they did not want, want to, to hear, hear, when he began to speak what God told him to, told speak. Him to speak, people d despised him. Yes, yes. They wanted him to hang on to the uh, uh, Judaism teachings. But that was not what Christ called him to do. So I don't know what God has called you to do. You may not have so many people with you. Mm. But once you have heard from Christ, once you have heard from God, never look back. Yes, sir. He was a prince among the Jews, but he became a prisoner. Mm. Mm. With his own, the greatest challenges that he faced were from not the from Jews. the Gentiles. Were from the, the Gentile nation. Look at how many people. Demas, all of them, mm -hmm. Epaphras, mm -hmm. they were with him. They love him. They love him. But his own people, just like Jesus. The Holy Spirit quickened that. said, Jesus in his own hometown, he could do no mighty work. Not because mm -hmm. he didn't want to. Because all they see was that carpenter boy. Mm -hmm. They couldn't see the anointing upon him. The same thing with Paul. And, and another thing is, when we are going wrong, yeah. you know, misery loves company. Oh, say you that know. again. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when we are going wrong, we have a lot of people around us. But the moment we decide that we're not going to go that way mm. anymore, we're going to do the right thing, we're going to stand yeah. on the right path, we find out that not many people we want us to go to that route. That's when you, you hear people talking bad about you. That, uh, uh, eh, are you the only one? You carry Christ on top of your head. Mm -hmm. eh, did you kill Jesus? Uh -huh. And stuff like that. You hear people saying that. But these were the people that you were pairing with before. Yeah. That you were at the nightclub with before. Yeah. Some of them you were sleeping with each other before. Mm -hmm. You know, committing fraud together before. But the moment you decide that, you know what, I'm not going to do this anymore, you find them that they turn their backs on you. Yeah. So sometimes when you feel like you are isolated, mm. once, sometimes when you feel that you are alone, know that it is better for you because you are dropping off some of these people. And in actual fact, you are not alone. No. Paul, <laughs> even though the Jews, many of the Jews turned their back on him, but there were another set of brothers Mm -hmm. that love him with their life. They yes. stop their life. People like Luke. Yes, people like uh, Epaphras. Epaphras. Mm -hmm. Epaphroditus. They mm -hmm. stayed with him. They, it's like their life stopped. Yes. They were self-isolating with him, like mm -hmm. you said. Mm -hmm. So you are never going to be alone. But their, God will never let you be by yourself. Yes, he will always bring a man, a woman. They may not look like you. They may not talk like you. But they will buy into your vision mm -hmm. and support you with everything they have. That's a mighty lesson for mm -hmm. all of us. Mm -hmm. mm. uh, Peter denied Jesus. Thank God for restoration. But Jesus, Jesus told them, all of you would, all of you would run away from me tonight. And Peter said, even if all everybody ran away, I will not go. Mm. But when the robber makes the road, brother Peter took it on. But it, rest it was restored. Yes, sir. So don't let, it don't let it stop you in fulfilling your God-given vision or purpose in life. One with God is always the majority. Don't let numbers intimidate you. You may have to start something by yourself mm. before others come and join you. So pay the price. 
and let God be glorified. And if nobody joins you, God is with the you. The Holy Spirit is with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Now let's go back again to the things we have learned in our land. Um, in verse 1 of this, using the, I was looking at uh, the things we have gone through in, uh, in, from the New King James Version. And if the King, New King James put it this way, say, Masters, give your bond servant what is just and fair, knowing that you also have a master in heaven. So it's a call to do what is just, justify, right, and fair. Uh, uh, most of the time we want to focus, like we have said in the previous weeks, on masters to servant. Mm. But it is both ways. Yes. Servant too should do what is just and fair to their master. Now, because if I'm employed somewhere and I'm supposed to be there for six hours, I must, in the spirit of this word of God, do what is just and fair. Not cheat on my time. If I don't want my master to cheat on his responsibility to me, I must do what I need to do. Uh, and it's common among us Christians. I've done it before I've been guilty of it. The time I'm supposed to be working, that's the time I will be using for my personal issue. And that is wrong. The Bible made it clear that whatever you do, do it with all your heart as unto the Lord. Mm. That is being just and fair. If I am not doing that, then like you always say, if I sow, I will reap. At times, it's not that our masters uh, or our supervisors are evil people. Maybe we are just reaping what we have sown. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm supposed to be at somewhere at 10 and I'm getting there at 12, or I already sent somebody, mm. oh Lord, so have help mercy. Me clock in. Have mercy on me for saying this. I already sent somebody to clock in for me at mm. 10, mm. but I don't get there till 12. Mm. Do we know that is wrong? Do we agree that is wrong? Mm. And if people are doing it, it shouldn't be Christians. So I have been guilty of it. There's nothing I'm saying tonight that I have not been guilty of. So don't look at him and say, oh, maybe he's a oh, pastor. No, I wasn't born a pastor. <laughs> I've never been a pastor. Even as a pastor, there are things I've done wrong. I mean, so many times we do things that we really didn't think, think that they were wrong. We think, at times we think they are smartness. Yes, know? yes, yes. But, you know, the right thing is always the right thing, mm. and the wrong thing is always the wrong yeah. thing. And the funny thing is, because we have the Holy Spirit inside of us, yeah. for, it will first tell us that, you know, what you are doing is really not right. So. But you kind of ignore it, like, ah, ah. Yeah. It's Everybody okay is now. Doing Everybody it, uh, does it. It's only one time. Mm -hmm. One time becomes two times, and then it becomes an habit. I tell I tell people. I said, let the right thing be our default. Yeah. Okay. That let it be the default. Don't let our default be be the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. Always be conscious that your default is the right thing. Mm -hmm. So that is just to uh, add to what we have discussed. Masters, and if you have oversight, we, have, we can't flog this issue uh, enough. If you have oversight, whether at home, you have children, or you are husband, you are the uh, 
so in quote and unquote, the head of the family, is a call to responsibility. It's, at times, it's challenging. But you have to be just and fair. Uh, that means to lead by example, to go beyond the normal call of duty, to discharge your responsibilities. Uh, so, because we also have a master in heaven who is watching, who will reward us. Mm -hmm. And he will give to each one according as they, uh, they, have, they, they have performed in their, call, in their roles. There is, God is no respecter of persons. Amen. Our so, Lord and mm. our Master is actually the one that is in control. Yeah. The one, he's the one that has the control. Yeah. He's our real owner. You know, because he's talking here about masters and slaves. Mm. As you as a master, you don't own it's the It's stewardship. Yeah. Yes. You are given a stewardship. You're given an assignment yeah. You've been to, to manage some people. Yeah. So you are a manager. Yeah. The real owner, the real CEO yeah. is the one that is watching. And, and no wonder he told so many parables to that effect, that we must always be conscious of it, that whatever social, economical, or leadership position I occupy today is just an, Paul always say it's an administration given to me. Yes. It's stewardship. It's not because God couldn't find anybody else. Mm. Uh, one, one teaching in the Bible that always uh, come across my mind and makes me uh, keep me in check most of the time is the story of Moses. Hmm. Moses was speaking to God. God said mouth to mouth. It was, it was somebody that his name carried weight with God. He was born to lead. He was not, he didn't become a leader. He was born to lead. The story of his birth, it was a miraculous birth. The preservation of his life, his ability to, 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 to command, to put words together and lead. But he misused, he got to a point that he thought it was him. And God made him understand that I am the master. I am the one in control, always. Just that one always helped me. That whatever I am called to do, he is still the one doing it. Yes. Amen. Yes. So I always try. I have not been perfect. I always try to be just and fair. So, and you to make it a watchword to your children, to your co-workers, to the people under you, and to the people above you. Try to be just and fair. And God will reward us handsomely. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, we move on from there uh, to begin to talk. Uh, we, we spoke about equality. Mm -hmm. That in Christ Jesus, there is no social classing. There is no class in, in Christ. Mm -hmm. We are all one. Oh, in, the, in, in life, there is the economic class. Even in the plane, there is mm -hmm. business class. Oh, I love being in business class. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, yeah. They, it's like you are the only people in that plane. So much attention. But in Christ, we all get the same attention from God. Mm, mm. He doesn't place and treat us, uh, oh, those ones are in the economic class. It's when I have less time. No. Whether you are a pope, whether you are a pastor, whether you are a bishop, whether you are a layman, you got, you got God's attention. They love us the same. 
we have the same righteousness. It is now what we do with what he has committed into our hand that makes a difference. Yes, sir. Mm. So there is equality. So if I have oversight of some people, their well-being, their welfare should be my concern. And that's why I love what Apostle Paul wrote. He said the burdens of the churches that comes to him, he was carrying the burdens, the well-being of the people. And that's one of the reasons he kept praying for them. He kept writing to encourage them, to rebuke and to correct them. Why? It's not because he, oh, he was in jail, he has nothing to do. No, he carried the burden. He saw himself, like you said, the apostle, the one that has oversight of all those churches founded by people that he discipled. And he felt it as his responsibility to help them grow and mature in Christ. Amen. We must have the same attitude. Mm. We must, like we said last week, endeavor to leave people better than we meet them. Than we meet them. That will help us. So there is equality between husband and wife. Your wife is not inferior. Because you are the male doesn't mean you have you are, they say, alpha male. Alpha male. Those are just terms that psychologists, sociologists, they use. Those such terms does not exist in the Bible. We are all, son, we are all sons of God. Whether male son or female son, we are one in Christ. Mm. And we have equal, sta equal standing before God. Amen. That will really help us to remain grounded and to treat each other nice. I love Matthew 7, 12. Whatever you want others to do to you. He said, for this is the golden rule. You want others to treat you with respect, treat them with respect. You want people to help you, help somebody. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Be concerned about their well-being. It's not all about me. If all I see is me and my issues, I have missed it. Mm -hmm. Because other people have issues too. But if I get step out of my issues and help somebody, definitely God will raise up people that will help me too when I cry for help. And uh, that is the way we go. Jesus left the throne in heaven to reach out to the seed of Abraham, you and I, to help us up. It's time for us to help each other up and let God be glorified. Amen. All right. Amen. Let's look at, um, where did we stop last week? Or oh, what else can we say? Aha, aha. Remember what the Holy Spirit, verse 2. He said, continue. I'm reading the King, New King James. The Holy Spirit brought this to our attention earlier today. Continue earnestly in prayer. Mm -hmm. Being vigilant mm -hmm. in it. It means in prayer, be vigilant, mm -hmm. spiritually alert. Alert, yes. Aha. And then with thanksgiving. And the question the Holy Spirit asked us was, why thanksgiving? Mm -hmm. Why thanksgiving? You can pray. Why do you have to pray? Why? You are not even only, you are not praying. He's not asking you to pray for yourself. Yeah. You are interceding to other people. Yeah. So why do you want to have thanksgiving? Yeah. And then the Holy Spirit helps us to identify four reasons mm -hmm. with scriptures on why we must always be thankful. Uh, the first one is that thanksgiving is God's will. Mm -hmm. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 18. He said, in everything, Give in everything, peace. whether you feel it's good thing or not too good thing, in everything, covers everything. He said, give thanks. For this is the, the will, will of God, God in Christ Jesus. This is the demand. This is the requirement. God wants us to thank him. It pleases God when we thank him, even in the midst of challenges. So, and 
Uh, secondly, we, 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 we discover that uh, thanksgiving is, we thank God constantly because God is a prayer answering God. God does, is, doesn't collect prayer and store them in his uh, storage room mm -hmm. and download them when he has, when he has, uh, when he's free. Mm -hmm. No, you pray, he answers. He told us in Matthew 7, 7, he said, they that ask, receive. they receive. Everyone who asks, everyone, everyone. I, I know I am everyone. <laughs> so, I, so I take God on account of his word. So I thank him because he said, when I ask, I'm going to, I receive. So why would, what would stop me is God will not default. He said, we should encourage ourselves that we, our default should be doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. God's mm -hmm. default is doing the right thing. Yes, yes. And he will honor his word. He will keep his word. So I want to thank him. As I'm making my request, I'm wrapping it with thanksgiving because he that promised is faithful. Secondly, uh, Jeremiah 33, verse 3, says, call unto me, me, and uh, I, I will. The word will means God already made a choice to answer every time we call. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Before you, now if you tell somebody, call me tomorrow at 4, that means before you made that statement, you already made a, a decision mm -hmm. that if this person will do what I say, I will answer him. God already made a choice. Every time these people call, I will answer. It's now left for us to call with understanding that he will answer. And if I know he will answer me, then I will give him times. Mm -hmm. Thirdly, we came across, we thank God constantly because Ephesians 3.20 told us he is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above whatever we ask or, or think, think about. about. <laughs> so why won't I thank him? He is able to do it. So if I want to see his ability in manifestation, I better thank him. I better because it would exceed my expectation. Mm -hmm. So if, 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 if I need $2,000 and I know you can, you have more than $2,000 and you care about my well-being, I will, I will thank you. Mm -hmm. As I'm saying, you know, I need $2,000 but I, I just want to thank you because I know it's not an issue with you. Mm -hmm. You will do, you, the, the, the $2,000 will come out because you have a giving heart. That is a picture of our God. Every time you thank him for anything from your heart, you get whatever you are thanking him for. Amen. And uh, you, you, you told us the fourth one, you said it's an act of faith. Can you talk to us about that? Uh, yeah, so it's, I mean, it's an act of faith because we know that once we approach God for anything, you know, you've said it too, that we know, we believe mm. that he's a rewarder mm. of those who diligently ah. seek him. And also First John chapter 5, mm. 14 and 15 says, this is the confidence, confidence that we have, mm. that if we ask God for anything, we yeah. know, according to his will, yeah. we know that he hears yeah. us. So once you know, it's like, I ask you, I know that this watch, I want this watch, mm. you already, in, when you're act, acting in faith, actually in spirit, you already receive mm. what you are asking for. It's just that you are waiting for it to manifest in the natural. So it's already been given to yeah. you. So it's like this watch. I already have it. Even though you may not see it in my hand, just like um, this man, Yongi Cho, 
that was, yeah. you know, table. getting his bicycle and his yeah. table. Yeah. And the people were asking him, where is the bicycle? Where is it? He said, I have it. You just don't see. It is inside of me. It is in my belly. And it's the same thing. And when you thank God for something, when you are in thanksgiving for something that you have asked him for, in your mind, see it that you have received yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's take that further. Let's take that. Now, they said uh, this thing is on sale for this beautiful phone for $5,000. 5000 and you have the people that sell is available on Amazon. They is there. They are not kidding. They are not lying. And I have 6000 mm -hmm. I, I will rejoice. It's yours. Because I have what it takes to get it. Yes. Even though it's not in my hand yet, but I have the money. Mm -hmm. Faith is the currency. Mm -hmm. Once you have the faith for anything, you rejoice. Yes, sir. You are grateful because you have what, what is a matter of getting to the right place and pro, uh, giving them what is required. Produce the faith is the price for what you desire. You have the faith, you pay up front. Now with God, you pay up front. Mm. Faith is paying up front. Mm -hmm. And then the commodity comes. Yes. So you pay up front. If you have the faith, you, you present it that commodity we have you to see, show. we don't have problems when we do that yeah. because there is nothing you order yeah. from Amazon or it from anywhere come. that you don't but pay you know the, the, you <laughs> So why is it difficult? They ask for your credit card you, information, you, are not you give it. <laughs> the next time you go to your account, the money has been removed yeah. and you still don't have the product yeah, yet. But you know, you're telling people, yeah, I got it, yes, I have it. Uh, you know. I say, where is it? Well, it's, it's on the way. It's on the way. Amazon is going to deliver it tomorrow. And it's the same way yeah. with yeah. us and with yeah. God. We've even more credible than Amazon. Yes, sir. That's the beauty of it. The only thing is that we don't pay. Mm. Jesus has paid it ahead yep. for us. Everything that we want. The Bible says that all that we need mm. for our well-being, Jesus has already procured yeah. it. Yeah. So we don't need our credit card to receive anything from God. The only thing is to ask, as you said, yeah. and believe that we have received yeah. it and thank God for it. Yeah. God is good. God is good. Those things, there are things. Now, listen, brother. There are things that already bear your name. Your names are written on some houses, some major businesses, shares, stocks. But until you learn how to ask for them in faith and be thankful, they may not touch your hand. Sometimes we also give up because yeah. we, 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 we don't see it right away. Yeah. We give up on God. But once you have asked God for it, mm. God has answered you. There is yeah. no no with, the, with yeah. anything that is according mm. to the will mm. of God. Mm. The only thing is you need to be prepared mm. for that thing. Yes. So maybe the reason you have not received what you have asked God for is because you are not ready to receive it. Yeah. You are not prepared enough. But a lot of times we give up. We give up on God, mm -hmm. but we should not. Yes. In the place of thanksgiving, if we are thinking that that Amazon product is coming, we won't give up on it. In fact, we'll be opening the door. I remember any time we are expecting a package for Amazon, we'll be opening the door yep. to check and make sure if they have delivered. Yep. It's the same way. Thanksgiving, yes. Opening the yep. door with thanksgiving and expectation. Yeah, expectation is important. Somebody said expectation is the mother of, of manifestation. manifestation. So as long as you have expectation, now I'm not talking of presumption. Fake faith 
Uh, now, Paul was talking about Timothy, uh, about uh, Timothy. He said, unfeigned faith. Yes, of his mother and of grandmother. His, of the, he said, is in him. Mm -hmm. So, faith, there is original faith, there is feigned faith. faith. Yes, yes. Feigned faith is what I call presumption. Mm. You just presume it's going to happen. But no, you don't presume. You get faith. How does faith come? By hearing the word of God. Listening to the promises. Locating where God promised you. Whatever God promised you, he already given to you. Look at Joshua 1.3. Mm -hmm. He said, wherever the sole of your feet has tread upon, I have given you. It's not going to. So in God's, from God's side, he already, if you can get, if you can step on it, you can tread on it, which simply means you can lay claim to it. Whatever you can lay claim to is already yours. Like you said, God is, oh, okay, let's consider. Should we give him honor? Or, no, God already made a choice. It's already decided in your favor. Unless you don't get to ask for it. Or you ask for wrong motive or ask uh, in vain, uh, wrongly. We are not using faith. Uh, if you learn the way of faith, now we were talking, and that brings us to this uh, point. Uh, we were talking about uh, knowledge. That was pre, we were just having little discussion before, uh, sharing things. Knowledge requires, it requires one major ingredient. Mm -hmm. If that ingredient is not there, uh, one will be devoid of knowledge. Mm -hmm. The ingredient is information. Inf yeah, information, but desire. Oh, yes. yes. Desire. Motivation. Mm -hmm. You have to go after, you have to desire to know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if that is, now you give people books. But they, 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 no, they want the end product. Yes, yes. And you said, oh, that end product, yes, is available. Mm -hmm. But this is what we give it. Go study this book. <laughs> the key to, to wants, yeah. is in, but they said this book, how many pages? 200 pages? I don't have time. <laughs> Just tell me in a nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> so, but knowledge is key to our progress. Yes, sir. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Many people have the desire, but they do not want to go through the process yeah. of getting it. Oh, yes. Yeah. I want. I have a desire to be a doctor. Mm. I have the desire to be a, a, a lawyer or whatever. Mm. But going, making the determination mm. to get there, get, making the discipline mm. to study is mm. the biggest issue for with us. Mm. We come to the, that's verse six. We, okay. We allowed, okay. But it's interesting. It's interesting. Uh, and I know somebody will be touched tonight. Uh, you have, see, everything has a price. Everything, everything has a price. Uh, the price for a, for a student to succeed in, at school is not prayer and fasting. Mm -mm. It's not worship. You can worship from now till tomorrow. You still carry last. You still come last in class. The price for success in school, academic success, is to study the materials. And to attend classes. 
Now, in business, you must know the price for success. Diligence. Because the Bible said, do you see a man who is diligent? So, work. you must begin to research what does it mean in this business that I'm doing to be diligent. It may mean coming, getting to your business place on time. Knowing how to market your product. But, you know, all these things are important. Mm -hmm. Success is not, doesn't just happen automatically. No. Nobody succeeds by accident. Mm -mm. Everybody that has succeeded or will ever succeed has to deliberately, purposefully, and intentionally do something repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. When it's convenient, when it's not convenient, they are going at it. Yes. That's how success comes. And there's no, there's no other way about it. Yes. Jesus succeeded. Not because he was the son of God. Mm -mm. He succeeded because he was diligent. You know, we were talking, you were teaching us about it. He was physically hungry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But he went about the father's business. Mm -hmm. And he told them, said, my, my food, my food is, is to, to do his will. will not how much food I can consume. Mm. And so, his diligence. He was able to complete in three and a half years. What would take some people eternity to complete? Mm, mm. It's diligence. It went about it. Mm -hmm. Went about doing good every day for three and a half years. And there was nowhere, you know, even everywhere he went, there was nowhere that you say Jesus found himself here. The Bible will say he was going, going to this place. Yeah. He was on his way he to this place. He set the goal. He, he had goals. He had plans. He knew what to do. Yeah. And he did what he needed to do. Yeah. You will never find him that you say, ah, he just woke up one morning and say, okay, it's Nazareth I want to face today. No, everything was planned. Mm -hmm. The way he was, all the way from up until the time he got to Jerusalem yeah. to be crucified, Every everything day, was planned. Every inch of the journey. We must copy, is our example. Now, even when people were around him, they want to make him king, they mm -hmm. want to give, the Bible said he will remove himself. He was not part of the plan. Because he knew that, I, I still have other uh, people. Yes, yes. There was even a time they, were, they wanted to make him king. The Bible said they ran away. Yes, yes. He said, I must go to other villages. Mm -hmm. He said, because for this purpose I came. We must, there's no, there's no substitute for diligence. And diligence means until you get there, mm -hmm. you keep doing it. Mm -hmm. And you, diligence requires sacrifice. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be convenient. Mm -hmm. Or you don't look at physical limitation. You look, keep your eyes. The Bible said of Jesus, who for the joy that, that was, was set before, before him, him, he endured the, the cross. cross, despising the shame. Mm -hmm. And at the end, he settled down at the right hand of God. Amen. He didn't get down, he didn't get up to the right hand of the Father by this claiming uh, superiority. I'm, this, I'm the second person of Trinity now. That's my original position. He had to, the Bible said, he learned obedience by the things he suffered. And one thing that I have found out, even with us as Christians now, is God has already provided everything yeah. we need. Yeah. The grace is there. We just need to go after We it. just go after the to grace. To receive. If I decide, I make a decision. Mm. Now, I desire mm. to grow spiritually. Yeah. And I make a decision in my mind mm. that I will go, grow spiritually. God will provide avenues for mm -hmm, me. Mm -hmm. there, and then the grace, the strength, the moment I make that decision, the grace will be, it will be turned on for me. That, ah, I can read the Bible. Oh, I can attend fellowship. Mm -hmm. I can watch 
this online, the grace will be is if there for me. If we live, now the Bible already said in the end time, knowledge will abound. But they also it spoke in Timothy. He said the, the desire of the people will wax cold. cold. Yes, they will have itchy ears. Now, you just made this, uh, uh, some statement. Oh, I can, I can read the Bible. But that does not mean I am reading the Bible. Yeah. Uh, yes, in, they are on social media platform. I can, messages, you can hear 50 messages in a day. But are you hearing them? Mm. That's the problem. We have all these things available to us. I can fellowship, but are you going to fellowship? Mm. Or some other things are taking up that fellowship time. Mm. So knowing something, yeah, God, the grace of God has provided these things, but it takes our determination to enter into them. Now, somewhere in the, in the Bible, it said, open to me the double leaf door, and I will step mm. into mm. it through. God will open door, like we are going to see in the next. He said that you pray for me that God may open doors. Huh. God, every day, God opens doors for you in your business, in your career. But are you stepping through those doors? I remember Kenneth um, Creflo Dollar. I'm just remembering it now. He gave four Ds mm. that would lead you to your success. He says you must have a desire. Mm -hmm. The first day, yeah. you must have make a decision. Yeah. A de desire does not automatically become a decision. Yeah. You have to make a decision. Oh, yeah, then you have to make a determination yeah. based on that decision yeah. that you have made, and then you must be disciplined. Yeah. Those are the four Ds. The four Ds. You, when each, without those four things, we can't succeed in anything. Yes. yes. Desire, uh, decision, yes. determination, discipline. and discipline. Can you say that again? Somebody needs to write that down. <laughs> write it down. Get a pen and write it down. The four Ds of success. <laughs> you must have a desire to be successful. Mm -hmm. You must make a decision because there will be so many things that will be taken, want to help you to do this, mm -hmm. want to, but you must make a decision to be successful. Mm -hmm. Then you must be determined I'm, I'm at all costs. I'm going to succeed. I'm going to succeed. Yeah. Everything else will go on the wayside. I am determined to be successful. I then you must be disciplined. To keep at it. Keeping at it, yeah. correct. You must be disciplined. You must have, you must, you know, <laughs> bulldog. Go like a bulldog yeah. towards it. Yeah. Those are the four yeah. Ds of yeah. success in okay. a nutshell. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the word nutshell, we love everybody. We, we live in a drive-through age that people want what... It's supposed to take 10 years. They want it in 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Some things in life you can't get in one hour. Some you have to go all the way to get it. Especially some things that God promised and that he has accomplished. They are available. But God is not going to take the apple and put it in your mouth. Oh, all you have to do is open your mouth and God will be dropped. No! He places it within your reach. Mm. You have to stretch out. He told that man with the wither hand. Jesus did not take the hand and stretch it. He said, you stretch your hand. He, asking the man to do what was physically impossible. But immediately the man desired. The man decided. And he was determined to do it. The power was released. Hallelujah. That is the way the things of God. 
you know, most of it, every miracle Jesus did, he asked the people to operate in, the, in those four things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the woman that was bent down, he told her, woman, you are loose from your environment. But the woman was still bent down. Mm -hmm. But when he touched her, she rose up. Mm. But before she called her out, people. before people, do you want somebody to call you out in front of everybody? Or you think they are embarrassing you? Mm. Attitude. The woman was ready to be used as the subject for Jesus' Jesus teaching that day. She was willing. What about the woman that Jesus called a dog? Mm. She could have responded to him. And say, what kind of teacher are you? You're calling me a dog. You Jews are too arrogant. That is the, that is the place of determination. Yeah. All these people that you are talking about. They were determined. They were determined. They didn't care. Yeah. And, it's, and that's what happened They wanted when we to are, succeed. The woman wanted healing. When we want to succeed, we don't care yeah. what everybody else is saying. Like we said earlier on, even Paul did not care whether yeah. the Jews liked him or not. Yeah. But he was determined yeah. to take the gospel to Rome, to take the gospel to the Gentiles. He made the determination and he was disciplined yeah. enough yeah. to make sure that he didn't, you know, uh, okay, all right, people, let's, okay, I guess you Jews, you, you want me to do, okay, I will bend down a little bit for so you. So that you guys uh, can, so that you can love you guys me can go and can me. be inclusive yeah. because a lot of people are now going into yeah. inclusive uh, mm -hmm. things. Okay, okay, let's, let's just take a little bit of that mm -hmm. and add it to us. That is not discipline. Mm -hmm. And that means, you know, oh, yeah, okay, you know, as a ministry, we need to include the, the, the homosexuals into it so that, oh. you, so that we can carry the message, or we can join them together in the church so that everybody will be happy, mm -hmm. you know? These make people feel good mentalities. We must be disciplined. Yeah. So in any area of, that God has called us to, to be successful in any of those areas, those things must be in place, we, especially the discipline parts. So we go through it again. We must have a desire. A desire. Mm -hmm. Desire it. Decide. Decision. Mm -hmm. Be determined and, and be disciplined. disciplined. And success will become your middle name. Amen. In Amen. the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So Paul said in verse 3, mm. Meanwhile, praying <laughs> also for us, praying for us, that God will open to us a door. A door for what? To speak the hidden truth of Christ, mm. for which I am also in chain. It was locked up. It's, mm -hmm. It was in lockdown. It was in isolation because of the mystery of Christ. Mm -hmm. And he would not let what Satan is doing derail his goal. His goal was to get to Rome. His goal was to proclaim Christ. His goal, every opportunity that he already made the pact, mm -hmm. you give me the opportunity, I will preach you. Mm -hmm. He said, for me to live is Christ. Why are you living? That's the question. I ask my, myself that question often. Why am I living? To what purpose is my life? Why am I here? Why, why am I here? That has been the question mankind has been asking from Adam till now. Why am I here? What's my purpose? And until each of us answer that question individually, and, and if you're in a church, until a church is able to answer that question, 
They just, everything looks like it. They just yes. get to do anything. That's, I, not, that's why we must have a vision and yeah. a mission yeah. for our personal lives yeah. and for our, you know, uh, corporate life. Yeah. And why am I here? The question is answered by your maker. Yeah. So we go back. I go back and to my it. and ask him, mm. why am I truly here? Uh, why did you create me? Or even why am I at this point yeah. in my life? What well, am I doing at this time? Those are questions that we constantly have to take back to God Amen. and ask God, God, show me. Show me. You're taking me to this level. Why? Why are you taking What am I supposed to do? Now, the way to understand it is there is nothing that God calls you to do that would only be for yourself. Yeah. It would have to touch it humanity. Will be, it will have to be connected to others. To somebody it's else. It's about others. It's always about others. Yeah. The reason we are teaching here, sitting here teaching, is not only for us to understand the scripture, but for you, people all over the place, to get blessed, to improve in their spiritual. If we are not even only talking about spiritual. We're talking about every aspect yep. of yep. the life, your business life, your relationship, your personal life, your emotional life, your intellectual life. Everything is being touched yep. by that. And that is how you get to know your purpose. Now... Thank God we, we got there. Now, there is ambition and there is vision. At times, we, we blur the line. Mm. Like you have said, you have defined vision. Vision is, can never be about yourself. Mm. Ambition is always about, about yourself. About myself, yes. So yes. when, because in answering the question, why am I here? Watch it. So you don't mistake ambition for vision. Every time it's all about you, is ambition. But every time it's always about somebody or about others, it's your vision. You know, quickly before our time is fast spent, it says that I will unveil, unfold, and reveal fully this mystery, mm. for that is my delightful assignment. Yeah. He knew his assignment, and for him to unveil the mystery, not for himself, but for, for the others. whole world, for you and I, because we are even reading yes, about the mystery Yes, we are part of the now. people. So he knew his purpose. Mm -hmm. So... Brethren, I want to challenge you today. Mm. Find out what your purpose is. Mm. Find out what God has called you to do. Find out what the vision God has given unto you. Your vision will be for the, for the entire world. Mm. Even people after you will still begin to talk, will continue to talk about your vision, about what you have done yes. to impact them. Mm. And that is fulfilling purpose. Mm. I hope you've been blessed tonight. Yeah. We are out of time again. Yeah. Hopefully one day we will finish. <laughs> to Next get to week verse we are six. going to deal with verses <laughs> 5 and 6. Verses we five we and will six. make the determination yes. and discipline ourselves yes. to do it by the grace of God. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. I, we hope that you have been blessed tonight. Whether you are in a country that there is isolation or you are in a country that there is freedom, I want you to know that you are free in Christ. And he who God has set free is free, free indeed. indeed. There is no lockdown mm in our Lord's house. Amen. Join us again next week and God bless you. Amen. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we bless you. We thank you for tonight. Thank you for revelation. Thank you for information. Information brings transformation. Mm -hmm. And you told us revelation brings revolution. Yes. We got both tonight. Mm -hmm. And we return all the glory thank to you. Thank you, Daddy. Thank you for what you have, the tools you have given us to be de to be to desire mm -hmm. to decide mm -hmm. to de be determined and to, and to be disciplined. disciplined 
we know that success is within our reach. Yes. In every shape and form of our calling. Mm -hmm. We thank you, Father, for healing. Thank you for the, the prosperity. Thank you for uh, relational correction and settlement. We look forward to abundance of testimony the remaining days of this week. And to you alone, we return all the glory. Amen. Blessed be your holy Hallelujah. name. Hallelujah. In Jesus' marvelous name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah.